much. Hit it, boys. We'll we'll joke around on this podcast, I'm sure, um, in a later episode. Just wanted to start this one, uh, DJ here. Um, kind of at a loss for words, which is a good thing because uh, I I screwed up last week on the episode, and I heard everybody loud and clear, and I don't take that lightly i am as you know if you listen to this show i'll i'm kind of my own worst critic i'll uh beat myself up over things that i think other people might just kind of have roll off their back but uh i i feel very very bad and the worst part is that as i got this as I got this like rush of people saying like, Hey DJ, not cool. I didn't even know what I had done. I didn't even know what I did. And Pete, you've been very, very helpful this past week. Um, in just saying, Hey, like it doesn't matter what you did. Just, um, just try to be better. That's what we all try to do. We all just... Not everybody's going to have a good day every day. Not everybody's always going to do or say the right thing. Um, and I am... I'm trying to correct. I'm trying to right my wrongs. And I'm just going to listen more is the solution, I think. So to everybody who reached out and said shame on you and hey dj wow disappointed man somebody some people said they were gonna jump off the patreon a few people said they were then going to join the patreon which makes me think it must have been something really bad that it was something that made people say oh yeah well then i'll support this because mm-hmm. that's what bad people do on the internet. Mm-hmm. So, hey, <clears throat> message received. I'm so sorry. I don't know why or what I did, but I don't take this lightly, and I am not going to speak for the rest of the episode. I think, I mean, that's pretty brave in a way um I, i'm i'm a big uh, proponent of, of accountability and you're really showing that and um yeah i mean I, I i'm obviously in the on the side of disappointment uh i joined a lot of people in in their disappointment but there were a lot of people that were like how can you do a podcast with him it will certainly be a lot easier if you're not speaking um like how can you do a podcast with him you know, how can you align yourself with this guy now? It kind of falls back on you. And we've talked about it many times in the past. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I know you more than most other people do. I know you didn't really. I know who you are deep down. 
I don't know what you're going through that day, but um, I know that you're sorry, even if you don't know what you're sorry for. So I appreciate you. It takes a big man to uh, to get in front of a microphone and apologize. So I'm going to speak one more time. Uh, Pete, in private, I, I said, okay, what do we do here? And Pete said, well, I have to renounce you. So Pete has renounced me, and it's going to be a long way back for me. It's going to be a long road out of Eden, and I intend to... I I intend to travel that road. I have been watching a lot of the the film Wild where somebody is kind of just going through a lot of stuff so they just go backpacking and that seemed to kind of do the trick for for that that person and I might do something like that. Um, maybe I'll just like leave my job or something, or maybe I'll get out of Dodge or leave all the bitches behind. I'm, I mean, my, my social media content and impressions have been through the roof of late. Controversy does do that for better or for worse. A lot of people saying hey you've you've stepped up your game i knew you could be good at social media but that's not really what i want to hear right now what i want to hear is silence from myself Mm -hmm. is not speaking has gone a long way Mm -hmm. i haven't spoken um since then Say or, or since the um, at least not publicly since the the backlash, I haven't spoken publicly. Very rarely privately. I saw some friends. I famously went to California, and I didn't really speak to any of them, but I saw them, and it was just good to see them. I think that we get so caught up in our world of posting. And making everything all about the bitches, an image and an impression and a bitch, and to physically just see somebody. I went, I saw, I saw Kellen, mm-hmm. and I just, I really gave, I, I took a good look at him. I, that's what I did. I saw, he I was your mirror. You I looked at Kellen. And I literally saw, saw Kellen, and in all of my talking. How often had I really, really seen Kellen? Did I, did I ever see him? Did I ever see you? Mm. Um, I mean, I feel like we we have to address the elephant in the room, and it's you know maybe it's beside the point. But have you like ever considered the fact that you should stop going to California in December? Because it seems like only bad things happen when you're when you go out there. I, I think it's such a thoughtful, good question, and I, I've, I personally have never considered that. And maybe that's some thought that I need to 
give. I mean, famously, last year, there was a very up and down day in the history of brunch in that it was possibly the worst day of both of our lives. And I was nowhere to be seen. I didn't see you that day. Nope. Even though I had FaceTimed you Mm -hmm. about... 35 seconds before your mom died yeah. and said, hey, rollerblading's pretty sweet. Guess who's digging Deej? <laughs> Alana Heim knows about oh, that. that's right. Yeah. I said, I FaceTimed you. Sorry to laugh. And I said, hey, Alana Heim might know who you are. And you said, really? I said, because she definitely knows who I am. And uh, you're friends with me. So who knows? Maybe I've... I was friends with you. Maybe, I can't be friends with you anymore. Maybe I've put you in a pick. And then I... Th- that was where I was then. And I was... I w- physically, I was in California. And I needed to be back here. And then horrible news came. And I said, okay, I'm going to shorten my trip. And I'm going to come home. But I... St- Still kind of stayed there for like two more days uh, because of a lot of logistics. And uh, I'll tell you what, those the rollerblading really sucked after that. <laughs> and the idea of you sad rollerblading, it, it's, I know we're not supposed to be laughing right now, but the idea of you like sad rollerblading on the beach is very funny. You can laugh all you want, Pete. This yeah. is this is yeah, I mean I guess I can. It's not me who said it. This is but it, it does hurt hurt me to see you in pain. One Even time we were rollerblading. One time we were rollerblading and I didn't want to see you in pain. So I threw you into a bush because you were about to crash and I, I wanted you to at least go into a bush instead of down on the pavement. Mm -hmm. And that was the best. That was the nicest thing you said to me. You said, that's the nicest thing you've ever done. Just throw me into a bush. And then I dragged you down to the beach and pushed you into the water. And then held my head. I said, I said, Pete, I'm trying to kill you. (laughs) And but out of love, if you love somebody, you set them free underwater. And, that's what I was trying to do. And you still had your rollerblades on. And and that leads us into our Avatar 2 Way of the Water review. Yeah. Rollerblades way more than you. So I lost track of you very quickly. You went straight down. Famously, the water didn't need to be particularly deep. It was yeah. a scary, scary moment. And famously, rocks sink. I have a uh, terrible admission to make, which is... I know that we were supposed to review Avatar 2, The Way of Water, for this episode. Way of the Water. The Way of the Water. And, um, I mean, just classic me in 2022. I used to be such a good writer. And once again, no article. Because I said Way of Water, not Way of the Water. And because I don't write anymore, I don't write articles. That's a bar. I didn't see the movie, Pete. I just, I, I well, you tried the I the movie it. theater was like we saw your we saw what you said. 
you can't come in here. They said, you can't come in here. And I said, can I have nachos? And they said, you can buy nachos. So they sold me nachos. And they to go nachos at AMC movie theaters. Pretty underrated. Not a bad move. They didn't have chicken fingers. I did. I did get those nachos, though. And uh, they gave me a bad stomach ache because they didn't heat up the cheese thing. So it was just uh, just like a hard thing of cheese. God gives his uh, his hardest battles to his toughest creations. God, I mean, from everything that people say about God is that like when they're being an asshole, they say that like God is on their side and mm-hmm. everything. I feel like God's crazy about me these days. Yeah, I mean, the, the two things that I know about God is that when somebody fucks up, God is definitely on their side. And when somebody wins a championship, it's all because of God. And that God is in prison. Because whenever people go to prison, they find true. God. That's true. God is serving 25 to life. God is everywhere, though. He's like Santa Claus. And I I didn't watch any Christmas movies this week either. I've done no content. I haven't written anything. I haven't spoken to anybody. Dylan texted me. And uh, I didn't I didn't respond to him. Put some on your head. Your tongue would slap your brains out trying to get to it. I saw I saw Wayne in California and he used to have this great Christmas party in Somerville, Massachusetts, where we lived. And some of my fondest memories were going there. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. I would get all gacked up and we'd talk about music. We'd listen to John Denver and the Muppets and it was such a nice time. But Wayne moved to California. So when I was in California this past week, I went to his new fangled Christmas party with all his hotshot LA friends. And I thought maybe it would be like old times and it was even better because none of my stupid friends from here were there. And he had a room called the jam room and it was just musicians in there. They were just jamming. They were playing instruments and I walked in there and Wayne said, DJ plays. And he handed me an instrument. What instrument? He handed me a bass. Hmm. And I just... Just a little brother of the guitar. I just stood there. Famously, it's bigger. Yeah, uh, but it's... It's fewer strings, yeah. Yeah, but it's, you know, of, if we're talking importance, it's so easy to play. Yeah. Uh, famous... A child could do it. Mm-hmm. So... It's not impressive. I just looked at Wayne and I just held the bass. I didn't say a word to him. I didn't play anything. I didn't sing anything for three hours. I didn't drink anything either. I've been cutting back on the booze. I actually got a, a pretty impressive streak going right now. And I just sat there and I did nothing. 
and talk to anybody. And it was the best night of my life. I was just there. And I wasn't in anybody's way. And I wasn't in my own way. Nobody knew who I was. Nobody asked who I was. Nobody, I didn't look particularly cute that night. So I wasn't going to like have anybody being like, ooh, who's the, the friend and everything. I just didn't exist. And it felt so good to not be doing this thing that I do in Boston where I'm kind of the cock of the walk and everybody's freaking out and I can't go to, I can't go to McDonald's and grab a burger without, aren't you so-and-so? Can I get a picture? And then if they, when they get the picture, I'm like, do I look cute right now? And then they say, well, this is a picture for me. This isn't your picture. I don't see why it's such a big deal. And then I leave the interaction and think, what did this person even... Did I make a good impression on that person? Did they? And like, what's the buzz in McDonald's right now? Because mm. everybody saw that. And uh, sometimes I'll be with you and somebody will come over and I'll push your head down so in case they're coming over to say hi to you, they don't see you anymore. So it's going to be about me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm rude to them because I don't want them talking to me. And... I ain't gonna lie, I'm getting cooked. <laughs> So, for the rest of this episode, I'm uh, I'm gonna not talk. So, if you want the, I can give you the notes of the episode. It is the notes are apology, mm -hmm. TikTok. Oh yeah, I just made a TikTok. You helped me make the a TikTok because everybody's freaking out about my social presence right now. Kind of burying the lead there because I stole all your bitches on TikTok this week. You, yeah, you had a uh, that actually really did upset me. You did a TikTok that it was a perfect it was perfect timing because you were like fresh off of bragging about you did what i do on tiktok which is just like kind of throw out a little innocuous thing and then for some reason it does well and yeah it did great did really great like three hundred and fifty thousand views so yeah. outrageous yeah that pissed me off sorry not sorry to kick a man while he's down but you don't deserve the bitches right now I don't know the the TikTok that we just shot. I think really might pop off. It's a uh, clever spin on the pouring creamer into the coffee to reveal a message on the cup thing. I put a uh, toxically masculine spin on it that I think will give everyone a real jolt. All right, uh, let me see these notes. The note also says that. Uh, in that i can't connect to the internet here yeah well that's canceled people can't get on the internet that's for the best set up the firewall that way um 
Okay. It says back from LA. I think we've kind of covered that so far. Um, uh, all right. We've got pretend like you've watched Andor. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. No. Yeah. I watched Andor. <laughs> I think, I think that you yeah, okay. I think you kind of tipped your hand on that one. Um, you said you were going to watch Andor on the plane. Seems like that didn't happen. Or did it? Yeah, I watched it on the plane. Um, What's it about? What'd you like, what'd you like the most about it? Uh, they, uh, they gave me a Coke. That was your favorite part of the show? That was your favorite part of the plane. What about the show? Uh, the performances. Mm-hmm. From from who? Everybody. Would you actually just, just pick one. Just one. Actually, there's one performance I didn't like. Do you think you know who I'm gonna say? I uh I have somebody in, in my head, but Okay. That's what I figured. Same on three. One, two, three. Go ahead. One, two, three. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. All right. Next note. Um, uh, I think this says, uh, it just says babies. Nepo babies. Oh, okay. That's what the, I thought that was. A, it's got the red squiggly line under it. I thought that was just like you had like a seizure on the keyboard. Everybody's freaking out about Nepo babies. It's uh, babies, children of nepotism. So I, I think that they're canceling Mod Apatow. <laughs> That's that's not the first person I'd go to, I guess. Um, nepo, is it nepo babies? That's how we say it. Nepo babies are always going to exist. We can't we can't ever avoid that. We all we we know that a fact of life is that it, it's not about what you know; it's who you know, and that's always going to apply. What are we going to just always? immediately cancel the children of like well-off people newsflash celebrities have sex (laughs) it's true zoe de chanel that's a good one who's her zoe deutsch a lot of i guess a lot of celebrities named zoe who's zoe de chanel's dad is that like Pete? Mm-hmm. It's her mom who is famous. Oh, that was very sexist. I'm sorry. And Zoe Deutsch's mom is Leah Thompson. Who's Zoe Deschanel's mom? I forget. Well, she doesn't sound that famous. Yeah, um, it, it was an. She acted. What about Julia Louis Dreyfus? 
that I forget what the term for that is, but it's different. There's nepo baby, which means your uh, your parent was famous in that field. Uh, There's industry babies like uh, Phoebe Bridgers, uh, which means like your parents worked in the in- industry, so had connections to help your career. And then there's, and then I think there's just like rich kids, and that's Taylor Swift, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Uh, I don't like that the example for all of these things are women. women. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we've figured it out. It's just only women can be ne- nepo babies. I mean, I think I've said this before. Everybody. Everybody, I don't know this person from Adam. I've never met them before, but everybody, all of my friends in this industry, uh, which I have to leave because of what I said, um, all of my friends fuck with Mike Golick Jr. And that tells me that Mike Golick Jr. is so awesome that everybody fuck like not everybody fucks with me. Not everybody fucks with you. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, it's, it's very sing, I don't rare. Know a single person that doesn't fuck with Mike Golick Jr. Or like really think that he is awesome. And everything that I've seen from him is like a no questions asked. Well, this person's great at all of this and seems like really charming. So I don't like the idea of, uh, who's his dad. I forget. Mike Greenberg. Okay, um, yeah. I don't like that such a easy dismissive thing is ascribed to somebody because yeah, you could be in uh, a nepo baby and still be very good. Two things can be true at the same time. Yeah, like you can get you can be you know gifted an opportunity that may not be may not come as easily to another person and still be deserving of it. Mhm. Jack Collinsworth yeah, which I guess my problem with Jack Collinsworth is that he just sounds too much like his dad. Like, yeah, it's it's unsettling. The whole vibe is exactly that. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like when you um um when you use like um the age age software in movies and you make somebody look younger and it's like it looks like them younger, but it's also like a little bit unsettling and, and uncomfortable and creepy. That's mm-hmm. kind of like what Jack Collinsworth is. Yeah. In real life. Um, uh, I saw a good tweet that said, uh, my wife left me, asked me, uh, how I can raise Nepo babies. And I said, but I'm not famous. And she said, yeah, well, their fathers are. And then it was a picture of Rodney Dangerfield. He gets the, the no respect. Um, next on the notes is, uh, I, I do understand this one. I and mean, we can definitely get into this one. Um, just says Jack Harlow, horniest man in America, which, are you seeing in the news? Here you go. Are you seeing in the news that Jack Harlow 
got his wish. He's dating no Dua Lipa. I mean, that's good. Great for him. Great for her too, I guess. But like, a volume shooter hits hits a shot once in a while, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Jack that, Jack Harlow. Just I mean, we've done how many installments of Horn Court? It's a lot of times for Jack. <laughs> he is. Uh, a repeat offender. Like if we were doing a Boise. department of player safety, yeah, department of player horniness. He Jack gets Harlow. like thirty years every time because <laughs> we just had him in last week. Yes, he and it's always an in-person hearing. Always, um, mainly because we don't know what he's doing um, beneath the camera frame in like these Zoom hearings or phone hearings. We want to just be able to keep an eye on him at all times. Uh, I did see, so Jack Harlow's latest offense, not not dating uh, Dua Lipa, but he was uh, doing an NBA 2K like 23 featurette or um, sort of just like this. I don't know. It was him and Drewski, and they were playing NBA 2K 23. I think it was the first uh, time he and Drewski had met. They never do anything together. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, and they were playing uh, NBA 2K23 with RJ Barrett and one of the other one other player on the New York Knicks. And I don't know who it was, but they were like being interviewed by the like in game host from NBA 2K23. And I will say, Jack Harlow just horniness off the charts, <laughs> brazenly horny with the uh, the host of the NBA 2K23, but. She did seem to be uh, like playing along. They did seem to have some good chemistry, but really where things took a turn was when um, Jack Harlow found out that RJ Barrett had four dogs and he said, which one do you think is the most attractive? And like basically insinuated, which, which one of your dogs would you like to fuck the most? I mean, we can let's drop. I mean, it's he it seems outrageous. He it's, said he peanut said butter. peanut butter, and he basically like insinuated, "Do you know the peanut butter trick?" You're not going to believe us when we tell you this if you have not seen it or heard it for yourself. So here's the clip. Put some on your head. Your tongue would slap your brains out trying to get to it. I don't care too much about celebrity relationships but i think the combo of the horniest man in america and possibly the hottest person in the world is a um that's just ready to burn (laughs) it it feels like i don't know why it feels like a triumphant victory like i don't jack harlow just I mean, he's a white boy from Louisville, and he's like the biggest rapper in the world, and dating one of the biggest and like most charming celebrities in the world. I think that Jack Harlow is a is a victory guy. Yeah, that's fair. He also, I, I think there's also something to be said. I mean. You can talk all you want about how frequently he appears in Horn Court, but the the outright boldness with which he is willing to be horny in the public light is somewhat admirable. Admirable, because 
it's rarely you rarely see uh bad things said about him he's he's tank proof his i don't want to say that you're you should be very careful with the words that you say especially with your recent you don't want to make make you don't want to write checks that your mouth can't cash i don't know if that's the saying it definitely is <laughs> he his album was universally panned and he's well yeah i mean the the, the biggest song from that album stinks what was that song oh first, first class. class that song is the that it was song an is instagram like, caption song yes and also it's just like winner of the mid olympics i thought of a pretty good idea i'm gonna start using first class on my ig reels like now <laughs> we'll post a clip from this episode with that's as like bummed out as we've been this whole time but first class will be playing in the background it'd be a nice little juxtaposition whoa <sighs> did you hear that yeah that was my stomach did uh did the Grammys happen this week? Nope. The whale came out. Mm-hmm. So did Avatar to Way of the Water, but um Edie Falco didn't know that. Edie Falco filmed her scenes in Way of the Water, which, by the way, I didn't know that Edie Falco was in Avatar. Good for her. Well, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say good for her. But she was in Way of the Water, and she filmed her scenes four years ago and thought the movie came out and flopped. And then she found out this week that the movie came out. (laughs) Maybe my favorite story of the year. I stand with Edie Falco and not wanting to know a single thing about Avatar. My favorite story of the year is probably... When uh, when Elon Musk bought Twitter, <laughs> I thought was crazy. Edie Falco uh, is uh, is kind of a baddie in um, everything. Yeah, but what's the um? What's the the most famous one? Seinfeld. Nurse Jackie. Yeah. I never even saw Nurse Jackie. I just talk about it because I know that that's what you talk about. That's what you mention if you want to seem like you're a Falco head. Mm-hmm. But really, I just saw her in The Sopranos and thought that she gave a, an outstanding performance. The big argument that she has by the pool and they go into the that room... Where she says, who knew? All this time you wanted to be Hepburn and whatever. And she tells Tony, for the past year, I have been in love with Furio. That is just, that is, those two were incredible playing off each other. And I hated, I hated when Tony killed Christopher and... Christopher's character was so good in that show 
I didn't like when he killed his sponsor. That really got to me. And when they kill uh, Vito because he's gay, I thought that was over the line. A lot of bad deaths in that show. Have you, uh, hmm? have you, have you, sorry, I zoned out. <clears throat> do you like the Steve Lacey album, Gemini Writes? Are you going to the bathroom? Are you done talking about that bullshit or what? Or are you upset from the Steve Lacey thing? I just no idea who that is. Oh, Steve Lacey's great. He was in a band called The Internet with Sid the Kid as an odd future thing. But his album was really uh, great. You would know a couple of his songs. <laughs> Probably uh, not. I did see the whale, and mm-hmm. I did get nachos there. And uh, I gotta tell you, worst possible nacho movie. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, is, is the whale a eating food movie? No, I legitimately haven't eaten since I saw that. <laughs> when movie. did you see it? Uh, yesterday at four. It's a long time. I uh, coming up on like twenty four hours now. In all seriousness, anybody who listens to this podcast knows I don't have a particularly good relationship with food. Uh, I thought the movie was brilliant. It does have a very tough-to-watch binge-eating scene. And if anybody out there is a binge-eater, you know it's kind of like a... essentially like a blackout so watching a scene of somebody doing that and just how like quickly they move is it was like uncut gems ish in that it's all very moving but just very 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 tough to watch and uh while i'll watch banshees of inisharan a million more times i don't know how many more times I'll be able to watch The Whale, but Sadie Sink is so good in it. Hong Chow, I don't even know, know if I knew Hong Chow by name like five months ago, and now she's like my favorite actor. She was in uh, The Menu. Oh, okay, yeah. Plays, I think, Elsa is the character's name, the, uh, the maitre d'. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic in that. I checked out her Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Uh, only in Boston. She's a Bostonian. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, took acting classes as a means of getting over a fear of uh, public speaking 
and like some sort of social anxiety or whatever. And one of her teachers was like, you rock. Uh, yeah, but you're actually good at this. Damn. So uh, you should do that. And now she's this phenomenal. Damn. That's actor. a very cool story. I really kind of need one of those stories to happen to me at some point. <laughs> you just, I'm just, yeah. It would be very nice to just like stumble into being good at anything. Yeah. Right? Fucking Ken Jong. You kidding me? Doctor. You're already a good surgeon. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, you have better improv chops than anyone. You should meet Judd Apatow. Huh? Man. How do you think that you reckon the uh, the decision to go from surgeon to actor? Like, it must be a toughie. I like like from like an existential standpoint, it seems like something that would be very difficult to do. But like, hey, I've got this this skill that makes me a lot of money and also does a whole lot of good for people, mm -hmm. and I can like legitimately be the first degree of changing people's lives. And then it's like, or I can act. <laughs> I think if you can pay the bills and take care of you and yours, I really think, and this is something I'm not talking this episode, so I'm not going to try to get in this whole spiel about myself, but uh, last year or so I've uh really begun believing that you just need to feel fulfilled yeah. you need to you need your day to be good it makes everybody else's day so good you're you're such a better person to be around if yeah when you like you your think life that, yeah. yeah like if actually now this is uh gonna be really weird and i think i've told you this privately but uh, last year around this time, I suddenly like really cut a lot of the bullshit and was eating better, was taking care of myself more, wasn't doing a lot of the self-destructive things that I do. And I was confused by that because I was giving myself like, I was happy when I woke up every day and I brought it up to my therapist and I said, on paper, a lot of bad things have happened recently and I should, mm -hmm. like, I, I would think that I would be like spiraling right now. And uh, the therapist said that it's like a, it's essentially like a defense mechanism where like, uh, and I, I felt guilty because I was like, Pete is having like the worst days of his life. Why am I now suddenly trying to have like for once? Why am I like suddenly trying to have good days? And she's like, because like that's your relationship. You can't both be doing terrible and you can't be making him even worse. Like if he has a, like you're going to fucking kill this guy if uh you're also like it's a good point. Oh, I didn't like the new fucking Beatles re-release. No, I'm <laughs> having a bad day. Like you'd like never speak to me again. So the it's funny the body does uh things in uh in weird ways, but uh 
everything's kind of been average lately. So I've uh, kind of back to this. Uh, so uh, how much longer? Do we have an ad read? We do not. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Uh, hey, did you see? Uh, speaking of ad reads, Adatar. No, never mind. I'll 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 uh I'll bring this up after the show. Okay. Hey, uh, support this podcast. patreoncom slash to brunch. You'll get Sup- support it from me because right now you probably don't want to align yourself with DJ. I think that that is the best step we can do to combat DJ. Yeah, just, yeah. Give him money. Please send us things of you signing up for the Patreon with hashtag combat DJ. And then if there are any jokesters, uh, Photoshop me as a ninja and do hashtag combat DJ and it'll be a real mess of a hashtag but we'll be able to get I need to get a new camera so I mean Pete needs to get a new camera (laughs) so please do that and uh, uh, we're going to do something we've never done before Uh, we're going to uh, play uh, the intro to end the podcast uh thank you for listening brunch hit it boys merry christmas everybody